this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast i'm g sampath your host for today's episode Basavraj Bommai became Karnataka's 30th chief minister on July 28. He went from being home minister in the cabinet of BS Yadurappa to displacing him as the chief minister of the state in a matter of 48 hours. It is clear that Yadurappa did not quit on his own and was made to leave. Several reasons have been trotted out as to why he needed to be replaced. His age, the fact that dissidence against him was apparently on the rise within the party, and the corruption allegations that made him vulnerable but while all these may have played a role they do not in themselves offer a convincing explanation as to why his departure could have been in the party's best interests so why was yadurappa made to leave how do we understand the choice of basavraj bommai as his successor we explore these questions and the political calculations behind this development in this episode of in focus Our guest today is the Hindu's KV Aditya Bardwaj who has been closely tracking the developments in Karnataka politics. Aditya welcome to In Focus. Thank you Sampat for having me on the show. Aditya uh, it's widely acknowledged that it was essentially Yadurappa who built the party in Karnataka and was instrumental in bringing the BJP to power. so where was the need for the bjp to make him quit so while offering his resignation edurappa said that uh, since he has he is now around 78 and he has thanked the bjp for making an exception for the 75 years age limit so since he was already 75 plus when he was made the chief minister that couldn't have been the only reason for him quitting now so if you see the last two years of his tenure it was almost like a repeat of his first tenure from 2008 to 2011 because he had to poach mls from congress and jds through operation kamla to form the government so almost half the cabinet was uh, occupied by these migrant ministers as they were called so the old timers had heard them saying they were denied opportunities both times so this led to dissidents there were allegations of corruption and nepotism from within the party itself more than from opposition so these seem to be the reasons on the surface level that is what played out openly but uh, if you speak to people in bjp and if you see the larger trends recently in bjp uh, the present bjp central leadership or the high command as uh, it we used to call it for congress earlier now bjp is also a high command party so the present high command doesn't seem to be very comfortable with regional satraps regional mass leaders with their own vote base who are not indebted to the high command or the central leadership for their victories you can see this not only with edurappa but also with vasundhara raje in rajasthan then even shivraj singh chauhan in madhya pradesh seem to be facing some sort of dissidents recently and also if we see the choice of chief ministers in many other states like manohar lal khattar in haryana devendra fadnavis in maharashtra vijay rupani in gujarat 
and the way they could change chief ministers three chief ministers in a matter of 6 to 7 months in uttarakhand so probably bjp is trying to build a new kind of state leadership and going away from the regional satrap model so there are few exceptions to this one is yogi adityanath though he was not a very popular mass leader when he became at least he comes from the thakur community and also he is a hardline hindutva face who has become very popular even among the cadres of the party beyond uttar pradesh so apart from that exception and the recent exception in assam where himanta biswa sharma was seen as earning the chief ministership for him for himself i don't think bjp is going for these kind of leaders who claim uh, who come with a solid case on the table saying i should be the cm because of this this and this so they are going for more uh, amenable more without a popular mass base kind of leaders and bommai actually fits that kind of a bill so probably this is one of the larger reasons as to why edurappa may have had to go okay okay so given that uh, edurappa's uh, exit was apparently finalized as early as july 10th according to some reports uh, i mean he he shed some tears when he made that announcement is there any particular significance one might attach to his crying is this some kind of a signal that he wasn't really going willingly contrary to what he may be saying in words so if you see uh, he resigned on july 26th right so if you see the one week preceding july 26th he never said i am resigning voluntarily he always said i have uh, i labored by the party high command's decision i am waiting for high command's message on what my future is then on sunday that the just preceding 26 he first said i am waiting for a message i'll get it on sunday then he said i'll get it by evening then he said i'll get it by monday morning so finally he announced this decision a theory aired edurappa announced that he is going to resign and then when he went to the governor and came out submitting his resignation edurappa claimed he had done it voluntarily and there was no pressure from anybody and things like that but this is not the first time that edurappa has cried in public in karnataka and he is known to be a very emotional kind of person so we don't know whether it was strategy whether how genuine it was we don't know but uh, what we can actually look at is what was the impact of those tears right that is there in the public domain how the community the lingayat virshava community read those tears how uh, the people of the state reacted then what probably what is the impact of those tears so one of the prominent lingayat seers that they said bjp is going to get washed away in edurappa's tears and vowed to make bjp also cry so days later we uh, after a lot of speculation that bjp may move away from the lingayat community at least in its choice of chief minister to send out a signal out to reduce the over dependence of the community's vote bank in the state uh, we see another lingayat being chosen as the chief minister so the tears we don't know why the tears but we definitely know what happened because of the tears 
Okay. So, in the light of the background speculation uh, in the in the run-up to this decision that the BJP may be considering moving away from an over-dependence on one community, the Lingayat community, uh, we now have a situation where uh, we not only have a Lingayat uh, person as chief minister, but he's also known to be a Yeti Europe loyalist. So, is is the choice of Bomei uh, some kind of a compromise decision between Yeti Europe and the party high command? Or is it like a, a, a neutral choice which the which the party decided on independent of what may or may not have suited Ed Europa? From what we are hearing, it seems like a compromise choice between Ed Europa and the High Command. So the thing is, Ed Europa, from also what we are hearing, Ed Europa is promoting his own son, uh, B.Y. Vijayendra, as a political successor. And there have been speculations that uh, he wanted his son to become deputy chief minister, but that seems unlikely now. So, Edirapa left to him, Edirapa may have wanted a non-Lingayat chief minister with his son as a deputy. But uh, the mobilization of Lingayat community seers that happened after Edirapa announced his resignation, the seers coming to the streets, sending out a warning signal to ICOM and saying, you should continue Edirapa or else the community, you will draw the community's ire. And then there was even a convention. So probably BJP thought that it going away from the Lingayat community, which is a very, very important vote base for the party in the state, was not advisable and they decided to play it safe. So from what we hear, the high command said that it has to be a Lingayat. And then Mr. Bomma's name was a compromise between the high command and Mr. Edirapa. Okay, so uh, just to summarize this uh, particular um, uh, uh, implication of the decision, how will uh, the choice of Bomei affect the party's equation among uh, the Lingayat community in, in view of the next elections? Uh, if you go back a bit in uh, Karnataka's political history, so the Lingayats were earlier with Congress, then moved to Janta Parivar uh, in the post-land uh, reforms era, in post the land reforms implemented by Mr. Devarajas of Congress, the landed communities, landowning communities moved towards Janta Parivar. So from there, actually, it again moved back to Congress in 1989 when they declared Virendra Patil as the chief ministerial candidate. But Mr. Virendra Patil was uh, summarily sacked or removed sort of disgracefully with by Mr. Rajiv Gandhi, who was then the party chief, Congress party chief, after uh, Mr. Virendra Patil had suffered a stroke and also there were uh, communal riots in the state in the run-up to the Ram Janmabhumi movement. So, Mr. Rajiv Gandhi announced that he has changed the chief minister in Bangalore's airport. So, that was, Lingayats perceived that as a very insult to the community by the Congress High Command and they moved away from Congress. So Congress that had won 178 seats in 1989 out of 224 was reduced to, I think, 36 seats in 1994 in the next election. So then they again moved to Janta Parivar and eventually they landed up at BJP with Edirapa as uh, its leader. So actually, if you see now, we, are, we were almost on the precipice of another Virendra Patel-like situation, which uh, Edirapa tried to mold himself as Virendra Patel and try to present any, renew, any renewal 
of uh, him from the chief minister's position may actually recreate a virendra patel like situation and and match me move from bjp the virshay mahasabha chief mr shamnu shankarappa who is a very tall congress leader nanojanel so he also reminded bjp i command of virendra patel situation many of the seers reminded them actually if you see in the run up to the 2018 elections so in 2017 congress under uh, sidramaiya tried to uh, get a chunk of the lingayat votes through the separate religion movement for lingayats but it backfired so congress was sort of waiting for this historical opportunity to emerge for a recreation of virendra patel like situation to try to woo back lingayats a very major community especially in north karnataka so Uh, with the, also this coupled with the lingayat seers mobilization over the last one week i think bjp high command developed cold feet and it went for a safe bet in mr bommai who is also from north karnataka and the son of a former chief minister sr bommai so that is how probably uh, they do not want to risk this factor right now they wanted the community to Uh, remain with bjp with a uh, change of generation there is a transition now and the community is likely to remain because right now the congress party is uh, in the state is led the president is mr dk shukumar who is a prominent wakaliga leader and the other prominent leader is sidramaiya who is a prominent obc leader and jds like all of us know is led by the devgoda family which is another prominent wakaliga uh, leadership so the lingayats now don't seem to have any space to move and since bjp has also chosen a lingayat again i think bjp has very intelligently uh, jumped over or avoided this historical opportunity or a vacuum from emerging in karnataka politics okay okay so now with yediropa uh, gone so to speak how are things likely to shape up for the for the outsiders whom he had brought into the bjp and into the state cabinet uh, after the toppling of the jds congress government in 2019 do you think they are now in a more tricky wicket uh, the anxiety among the most of these defectors is very apparent uh, if you, even visually also we can see that ever since mr bomma was elected as a bjp lp leader they are not left aside at all so they are clearly lobbying and the anxiety is very visible for all of us to see but uh, from what i hear uh, bjp is not going to dump all of them together but all of them may also not make it back to the cabinet so from what i hear bjp is going to make a very rational choice based on the work of uh, these ministers during the last one and a half years that they have been in power in the cabinet and also mainly they are likely to keep those mlas from where bjp is weaker like for example there is one dr sudhakar who was a health minister during the pandemic uh, he comes from chikkabalapur district where bjp doesn't have a base there are other minister other uh, mlas ministers from for example mandya for, uh, and other such places where bjp has traditionally not been able to make inroads so people from those kind of areas are likely to be retained in the cabinet and others may be dropped so 
unless these 17 mlas get together as a group they don't have the power to threaten the government so probably they may go for divide and rule is what the party themselves party leaders themselves are saying okay okay now uh, basavraj bommai unlike uh, yadurappa is not uh, from the rss uh, stable and he joined the bjp i think fairly no, no, recently maybe 2008 or so and he is not known to take a hardline hindutva stance so how do you think uh, the interests of uh, of the of the of the ideological interest of the bjp with regard to hindutva and the interests of the rss how do you think they are likely to play out under the chief ministership of uh, bommai so while the speculations of this uh, leadership change and who may be the alternate chief minister was going on interestingly many bjp leaders that i was speaking to were actually talking of two models of leadership in the states one was the yogi adityanath model the other was the devendra fadnavis model so the devendra fadnavis model is this uh, educated young guy who can take the administration along who can endear himself with a clean image fairly efficient uh, who can endear himself to middle classes according to bjp the other is the yogi adityanath model which is the hardline hindutva face that we all know of so there was a lot of jockeying going on within the bjp within various camps to actually drive at one of these models the rss hardliners within the bjp the old timers wanted somebody like yogi adityanath so you need to understand this why this is important because if you see bjp vote base today and how bjp has grown in the state uh, it in the north karnataka the language space that it occupies in north karnataka today is essentially a space that was vacated by jdu janata dal united so janata dal was there in 90s then it split into jdu and jds and jds is led by devagoda and family today and jdu was led by ramkrishna hegde and jh patel who jdu had a prepol alliance with bjp in 1999 so that is how bjp and jdu came together ramkrishna gade became a minister i think in vajpayee's cabinet also so by the time of 2004 the next elections came jh patel and ramkrishna gade were both very ill i think one of them had also died so there was a vacuum that was created there was no jdu in jdu there was no leadership so the lingayats were with jdu then so it slowly because of the leadership crisis slowly jdu mantle or the jdu space is occupied today by bjp so many of the lingayat leaders that we see today also migrated from jdu to bjp uh, accepting many of them lingayats accepting the leadership of mr edirappa in north karnataka so if you see bjp is not a very hindutva only party in karnataka so bjp occupies a jd space a janata dal space to a large extent and only through that uh, political uh, only by occupying that political space bjp has been able to uh, reach 110 in 2008 and again 105 in 2018 so it is not a hindutva only party but so many of these minyat leaders are lateral entry people and that is why yadurappa got somewhat identified with people who came from outside once in the lingayat wave 
then in operation kamala in uh, phase 1 of operation kamala in 2008 then phase 2 of operation kamala in 2018 so edurappa got more and more isolated and the gap between the party old timers karyakartas and edurappa uh, began widening and edurappa created somewhat created a party within a party that is one of the problems that edurappa faced so whatever so the thing is rss they accepted this lateral entry occupying the jantadal space to actually come to power in karnataka once the bjp came to power in center in 2014 now there seems to be a revival of this ideological project within the karnataka bjp and rss saying if not now when why should we have this kind of Uh, very non ideological kind of half more than half the party is not from rss more than they are not hindutva uh, agenda is not being uh, taken forward so many rss hardliners saw this change of edurappa as an opportunity to actually take the party towards its more towards its ideological roots but uh, that project seems to have suffered a setback because the high command may be not wanting to risk the lingayat factor has chosen mr pomai who is not from the rss he joined the bjp in 2008 so incidentally he is the first non rss chief minister bjp chief minister of the state so bjp has still now given three chief minister mr adirappa mr d v sadanand gowda and mr jagdish shetter all three were rss karyakartas who may not be hardliners but they are at least from the rss tables so in basuraj bommai we first time have a bjp cm who is not from the rss tables so this project of bringing it back to hindutva on the surface it may have suffered some setback right now so but uh, basuraj bommai if you observe over the last two years he was home minister he was very vocal supporter of nrc ca there was a police crackdown on uh, protesters uh, against ca in mangalore which led to killing of two or three protesters then there was a very severe crackdown with uapa law in uh, on actors uh, accused in the djl violence most of them muslims so uh, he supported caste law bill he piloted the bill in the assembly he supported a law jihad bill though it was not uh, tabled in the assembly yet so if you see bommai here of late in the, over the last two years he has tried to endure himself to rss and the party by vocally supporting its ideological agenda so though he is not instinctively a communal that is what many bureaucrats have worked with him say his frame of thinking is not hindutva but just like edurappa he is unlikely to prove a hurdle to any of this agenda it may not be uh, clever he is clever enough not to become a hurdle to any of this agenda that is what people say okay okay so he might be i guess uh, an opportunistically hindutva person as many uh, have been uh, aditya we are running out of time so one last question uh, before we wind up so uh, is edurappa likely to sort of uh, fade away now into retirement or will he continue to play a role in state politics especially given uh his ambitions for his son so if you see actually edurappa uh, 
since he resigned he has ruled out that he will take up any governor's post he has ruled out that he is uh, retiring from active politics he has in fact said i'll work for the party for the next 10 to 15 years at 78 he has said that so edwappa is a senior mass leader who still has a command over the lingayat vote base as was evident over the last one week he seems to have forced the high command at least to choose a lingayat candidate again so i don't think he is going to fade away as yet one second if you see uh, prime minister narendra modi amit shah tweets yesterday on edwappa they also indicate a future role sort of one maybe uh, guiding the party and guiding the government maybe marder sekmandal we don't know but uh, i think he will for example in 2019 if you see if you speak to people in bjp everybody is now geared up towards 2024 not even the 23 assembly elections so if you see 2019 edurappa under edurappa's leadership bjp won 25 out of 28 seats and one independent mp which they supported whom they supported also won so 26 out of 28 is a very good figure so keeping 24 in mind i think edurappa is going to remain active and he continues to be he continues to remain relevant at least till 2024 after that we don't know what is going to happen and his son's future uh, from what we are hearing he may not be accommodated immediately because bjp is not comfortable with the dynasty charge that it often makes on congress but edurappa uh, wants to groom him as a lingayat leader so there is there are other problems even within the lingayat community the second line of leadership of lingayat are willing to work under the leadership of edurappa but then yade vijendra is too junior for them to work under so probably vijendra has to come up the hard way and he is expected to get a better posting in the party organization than in the government but that too not immediately so he may have to come up the hard way but he is known to be good in his political acumen and is resourceful and very aggressive like edurappa that seems to be his strengths right that was a fairly illuminating discussion thank you so much uh, aditya for sharing your thoughts on this subject with us it was a pleasure talking to you thank you sampath in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon